Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes. With me. 
Whoa. <laughs> Even though I'm on his pieces and you shared it to my page, that's what's up. Man. And my messenger, I appreciate that. Make sure you get everybody else too. Man. Who we got out there, host? Hi, Diane Stansberry. Oh, yeah, brother. Kaleem, what's good, man? Try to get you in on this, man. Be back, man. Man, Louis. Man, hi, Sister Nancy. Came to, uh, uh, was it Alicia Rowe? Alicia Rowe. Hey, sister, how you doing? Man. Oh, hi, Savannah. Birmingham is always in the house. Birthday girl. How you doing, belated birthday oh, girl? Jenna Profit from Houston, Texas. I remember, sister. I didn't forget you. Thank you. Thank you for the love that you showed me down there. Sister Judea Israel and uh, Nancy Cantu, you said already, but uh, I always had good conversations with them over the Internet, so I like shouting out people that uh, always feed me and we pour into each other. So I appreciate everybody sh uh, showing up. Man, we got LeVan. We got Reverend Jehoshaphat from Phoenix, Arizona, IOG, in the house. Shout out Phoenix, big brother Rasan. I sent you, bro. Brother Rasan, man. Who else we got? Philip Israel. We got Rasan Kimbrough. Gloria Jones, how you doing? How you doing, sister? Yeah, so many. Say hi. Hi, OG family, for sure. Just everybody do Brother Julius a favor. If you are hearing us loud and clear, send us some 100 and share. Share, share, post. I like that.
right? And we're going to see that, mm. right, as far as, like, the brotherly kindness love mm-hmm. and, you know, me giving you some money because you're hungry and then getting to the commandments in that type of scenario, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to look at several different examples. And uh, I want to start off with Psalms 82, kind of going in with uh, Isaiah 61 and what's been going on in the news lately and kind of giving us an idea of why this love is important, why this higher love, like the elder likes to say, is important. Right, so Psalms 82, and let's let's start it at verse 5, please. They know not, neither will they understand. Mm -hmm. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. So all the foundations of the earth are out of course. Right, now we're going to go to the foundation of the earth. We're going to read about it. But just for right now, Mm -hmm. people can't get right walking around in darkness, it says. Right? Of course, the foundation of the earth are out of course. A course is like a way, like a bicycle course, a jogging course, right? Even when you're in college, you take courses to get you to your degree, okay. right? So the course is the thing that leads you to a goal or to the destination, for sure, a guide, right? But what if everybody's on the wrong course, Whoa. like it just said they were? What is our response to that, right? When we see people going the wrong way down the expressway, is it your job to pull down the window and laugh at them? It just shows y'all to make faces at him and say, oh, you stupid. Come on. What, what is our response to that? Right? And, and I'm hoping that through these examples we can kind of glean what the Lord wants us to do when we see people going the wrong way. Right? So, like I said, to the beginning, Genesis chapter 3, at the foundation of the earth. First, we want to read about how the earth got out of course, and then we're going to get straight into this love versus knowledge thing. All right, so Genesis 3, and uh, what did I say, verse 1? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's do uh, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Mm-hmm. And he said unto the woman, yeah, has God said you should not eat of every tree of the garden? Mm-hmm. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. All right, so the serpent came, asked her, did God say, she said what God said, then he tried to contradict it. Yes. All right, go ahead. More verse 6? Yes, I'm sorry, skip down to 6, thanks. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, mm-hmm. she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave all thought to her husband with her, and he did it. Right, so she got the fruit from the serpent. We're not going to deal with this a lot. We're just going to get the fact that the herb is out of course and why. So she got the fruit from the serpent. She took it to her husband. Both of them ate. Right, verse 17, let's catch the penalty. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened. That's, that's what they ate. They listened to wrong knowledge. Yes, sir. They hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. And has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. So there go you curse, right? You know, went the wrong way, listen to do. Now it's all bad. Of course. Yes, sir. Finish that, please. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wilt thou take it, for dust you are, and unto dust shall you return. And what did he do for Adam and Eve? Man. And Adam called. 21, I'm sorry. Verse 21. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin. Sound like something had to die. Absolutely. And clothe them. Absolutely. Coats of skins and clothe them. To, this is the beginning of the redirection back to the right course. Immediately as you went off, course, I like that. Kind of like how we should probably do, right? You see, they went the wrong way on the way, hit the horn, hey, like, hey, immediately, right? Okay, let's go to chapter four. So they believe Satan, right? Um, we talked about last time I was here about faith being proof and evidence. I didn't see anywhere where they had any evidence that Satan knew what he was talking about. Right, so they didn't have faith in him. They was on some selfish, just believing, disbelieving God, fearful that the Lord trying to hold back something from them, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What right? have you told them that? Mm-hmm. And then you can read the rest of the story about Adam and Eve, but we're going to talk about this John 3.16 type of love. Mm-hmm. In the very next chapter, chapter 4, let's pick it up in verse 8, please. 
And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, yes. and slew him. So Cain killed his brother Abel. This is the first recorded murder in the Bible. Yes. Right? And in the law, it tells us that when a man commits murder, right, he should be stoned, right? Or he, he should be killed also. He should be killed. Right? That's what the law says. Not, right? not killed. Absolutely. An eye for an eye type of part. Mm. Right? Because, you know, we can't uh, be fruitful and multiply and there you go around murdering everybody. Can't right? do that. For sure. So, and the law is around. Now, matter of fact, let's read verse 9 and make sure that the law is here with us. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Mm. Well, wow, sorry, he had an attitude. <laughs> I never thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, so the love is in it before we even get to it. Yeah, yeah. We lucky the Lord ain't slapping down. But Cain lied about the murder because he knew it was something that shouldn't be done. Right? So we just saw God expose Cain. Right? Fronted him off. He put him on black. Right? Right? So what did God do now? Did God enforce the law? Did he give him the death penalty? What happened? And he said, what have thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. Uh -huh. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tis the ground, it shall not tis for thee unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Now I'm going to kind of comb back through that again. It, first of all, the sentence wasn't death. That's the obvious thing. It's very similar to the sentence that Adam got. He started talking about curse and what's going to happen while you're working. Mm -hmm. Like the opposite of death. Like you're not going to die, and then all this stuff is going to be hard for you. It's going to be bad for you. Right? Yes. Then uh, you say a fugitive and a vagabond. Yes. Now, you know, I like definition. Come on. I looked, I looked those two words up. They were kind of simple, so I didn't ask you to read all the adjective and all that. A fugitive is just somebody who escaped from a place on high. Right. Right? And a vagabond is a wanderer. Wonderful. Right? So that, again, doesn't sound like the death penalty. Mm. Right? I know in 2018, we all like to hate on Cain, but it sounds like God showing him love here. Right? And if you don't believe me, let's keep reading. Verse 13. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. So not only did he not get death, but now Cain going to turn around and petition the Lord now. He's going to ask him something else. After that smart request. After the smart remark. Yeah. Oh, man. Go ahead.
right? We want to keep going into the New Testament now because this, when I first read that, that thing was so deep. I, I had to run to Paul. I need him to explain this to me. I like that. Right? I need him to explain this to me. And we all know Paul is a lyricist, right? Like your favorite rap style lyricist. So we're going to take our time with this and see if we can take it one bite at a time and digest this explanation of what we just saw. So Paul was a lyricist. Mm, can you imagine Paul saying, give me, give me, give me, give me the microphone first? <laughs> so I can bust so, you know what? And, and speaking of that, we're going to get to some of that in this lesson. So, okay. So y'all just hold on tight. Go get you another sandwich. Get you a fresh pen because you're going to write some of this down. Ephesians chapter 3. Oh, I know. The bomb, the bomb, brother. Oh, yes, sir. I, I, I plan to get some healing for myself today. Verse 1. Ephesians 3 and 1. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you, Gentiles. So I just needed everybody to be with me that this is Paul we talking to. Oh, it's a reading about, pardon me. Bang. So uh, drop down in verse 8 and go ahead. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints. Mm. Wait a minute. i got to read that again. Yeah. Unto me, Paul talking about himself, mm. who am less than the least of all saints, is this great given. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Less than the least. That's heavy. Right. So, you know, the last should be first person. Like, less than that is what he's claiming to be. Then you go doing the oath. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, some, that's some love. That's why he say follow me as a follow Christ. Because he less than least. And then he say that even the least of us have a measure of grace. Yes. Right. And, and remember who we just got to reading about. The first murderer. Man was also given a measure of grace. Man. Right? So if you serve God and he's that graceful, where's your grace? Where's your what? Where's your grace? What? Where's your what? your mercy. Like, that's your mama, man. You can't show her no love. And God let off the first murderer who killed his own brother. Like, that's your man. You grew up with him with the school and he can't show him no mercy. Okay, he broke God's law. Okay, pray for the man then. Right? Ain't that what just happened? Lord said, I'm going to put the mark on you so can't nobody else touch you. So a lot of times the Lord can give, but we don't.
technical with it, right? So I should just stand on my, nah, we doing God's law, but we see brothers and sisters in need. So I was about to read it before. Go ahead, read that. Let me finish that. After verse 19, uh-huh. and to know yeah. the love of Christ. Uh, the love of Christ. What about it? Past the knowledge mm. that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. If you got a highlight in your hand, now's a good time to use that. Mm. Because the man just read, mm. to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Right? So you come and you read this book and you get a bunch of knowledge. It's going to take you here. But then when you apply that love, and it's going to take you here. Can I do an agenda to that? Chapter 3, and we're going to pick it up at verse 1, 
and see if we can see. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, mm. Arise, go into Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Yeah. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now, Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter to the city of uh, a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days! And Nineveh shall be overthrown. So he went in and he did his watchman thing. All right. And, and again, I say it like that because a lot of us in Israel, especially, we heavy on the watchman thing. And there's nothing wrong with being a watchman. Because that's what he did. Right. Right. But we're going to see a little a bit more. A watchman and a warning. Yes, sir. But remember, love of Christ passes that knowledge. Right. So is, is that all you can do is be a watchman? Or can you do a little bit more? Right. Let's, let's uh, drop down to verse 9. You want that verse uh, 5 from Oh, pardon me, read five. So the people of Nineveh believed God. Imagine that. Imagine that. They believed Jonah? They believed God. Oh, okay. And proclaimed the fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Yes, sir. That's the end of five, right? That's the end of five. We're talking about some heavy repentance. And what they do in verse nine, what he say? Who can tell if God will turn and repent? And turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not. And I wonder, I say I wonder being facetious, but I wonder, is there anywhere in the law that God might repent? We, we just read it. Just read it. Yes. Uh, yes. Did he repent on the evil that he thought to bring uh, unto the children of Israel when they built their count? Mm -hmm. Oh, he gave you the judgment, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. he didn't kill them all. Yeah, mm. yeah certainly. Go ahead. Verse 10. And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. So let me say something more. Yes, please. Yes, please. People read the scripture that they say, Brother Julius, God is not a man that he should repent. Oh. Of course he's not a man. So he can repent. When man repents, is it genuine? When God repents, mm. it's to save life. That is the love of God. That is the love of God, sisters and brothers. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no that's not. fine. No, not, yeah, don't be, don't be sorry. Mm. The only thing we need not is we know what God did. We want to know what Jonah knew. Right? Go ahead. What's that verse? That was the end of verse 10. Oh, okay. That was the end of verse 10. We got to go back to 4. Yeah, chapter 4 then. Chapter 4. And uh, let's do verse 1. But it pleased Jonah exceedingly. It, 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 it displeased. Displeased. Forgive Jonah. me. Okay. It displeased uh -huh. Jonah exceedingly. Yeah. And he was very angry. Mm -hmm. he got, he got angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my sin when I was yet in my country? Man, it, it almost sounds like he's going to start laughing at the people going the wrong way. That's what it sounds like he's going to read. Man, go ahead, prove me wrong. That's why I fled before the Tarshish. Oh, For I knew that thou art a gracious God. He knew what? That you are a gracious God and he merciful. Oh, wait. So you mean to tell me that he knew he had the that knowledge. God was gracious oh. and that's why he a hater? He had the knowledge. Lord have mercy. Go ahead. Head hurt. I got a headache. Go ahead. For, for I knew that thou art a gracious. You know what? Who are you? I better be quiet. Talk to God like that. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Sometimes you can plead to the Lord. But I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentance be of the evil. Is there no bond with Gilead? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So if you know anything about Nineveh, there was a, a nemesis of Israel, um, and that's why he's so angry. And that's why in the beginning I talked about even the law say that you're supposed to help them that hate you, right? Yeah. So, and I mean, he did his watchman thing, though. He told him, right? But now he's sitting there angry with the Lord because he know the Lord won't forgive him. Like, what was the point of being a watchman then? But that's the point. It's because you're so selfish that that's the only way the Lord gets you to go preach is that you got to tie yourself to it. So, look, I'm going to deliver myself. So, look, thus there the Lord, Right? Yeah. Oh, oh, my head, I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. sitting, I'm sitting here spinning, my head is spinning, mm -hmm. sister and brother, because 
if you look at the end at that 10th verse, it says that God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said he would do unto them. But he told you in the scripture, in the New Testament, mm -hmm. that I came that you might have life yes, and have it more abundantly. He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked, sisters and brothers, but they shall turn from their wickedness and live. Ezekiel 18, chapter. Repent and turn from all your wickedness and live. Gee, I'm, I'm emotional. Over, I'm passionate about it yes, because now love and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Hashtag silence. Yes, sir. Man, I had it flow three times while I was reading it. I mean, and I see everybody on Facebook, so I'm talking slow so y'all don't miss nothing. I see the difficulties, I'm talking slow. It's okay. Watch. Yeah. Post. Watch. Yeah. Post. <laughs> so, um, let's, uh, I got to have my phone, y'all. I got to have my phone. And, and just, just one more time, Come on. Jonah was upset because he knew God would forgive him. And that's, again, the basis of my title. Jonah knew, therefore, no love because of what he knew. Hashtag balance. All right, verse 3, please. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me. Wow. Not like some Moses said. Uh, uh, my name, I, oh, let me tell you. For it is better for me to die than to live. Far from Moses, huh? Then said the Lord, <laughs> then said the Lord, do it thou well to be angry? And the Lord's so merciful, man. He just keeps asking, like, man, are you sure you, you think it's okay for you to be mad? Because you know me, so you're going to be mad. I have a cliche, sisters and brothers, and everywhere I go, everywhere I teach, and the, the, the cliche is do not be led by your emotions. Be led by the Spirit of God. Because when you're emotional, you can't reason. We got an example right here. Yes, oh. Hey, hold on. I want on that note. I want to share something that a sister told me, uh, powerful that I, I wanted to share in this moment about emotions. And uh, what what the sister told me was that uh, a professional told her that your emotions only last for thirty minutes, and then after that, whatever you're feeling is you. So like, yeah, you know, something happened, and you know, you feel sad, and you start crying. Like that, that's thirty minutes. If you're still doing it an hour later, that's you. So when it's time to check your emotions, like if you didn't know before, you put the time on that thing. And you be angry for 30 minutes. Then after this, because something really happened. So 30 minutes, and after that, you know, it's time to calm down. Bro. Before the sun go down in your anger, all that type of stuff. It's time. Mm -hmm. As it begins to rain, making me sad right now. Man, he said, follow me. Mm -hmm. Let me go bury my father first. No, 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 no. Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Mm. 30 minutes. Yes, sir. After this, <laughs> 30 minutes. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, see, old Gizzle is growing on me. <laughs> Sister Nancy say his behavior is perplexing. I agree. I agree. Can I read verse 4 again? Please, please start it over. Then said the Lord, do it thou well to be angry? Mm -hmm. So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. Wow. And then made him a booth and sat on it in, in the shadow till he might see what would become of the city. Man, the name of a whole bunch of famous rappers. Where's the love? Where's the love? Remember, we just read the whole earth is out of course. So if the earth is out of course, Jesus is the way. Then our job should be like to point to the way. Like they go over it. Right? And that's kind of what Jonah did. He spoke on it, but right. then he went and sat down on the sidelines. And I know that that's what a lot of us do. Come on, Even on Facebook, we get on and we're telling people, and then after we tell them, we're going to sit down and just watch what their hand going to be. But, like, again, if the whole earth is out of course, somebody got to get out there and be trapped right. Like, hey, no, nah, no, nah, that's the wrong way. You need to make a U-turn. You need to turn your signal on. It's a detour this way. It's uneven rude surfaces over here, like, swagger, slow down, or something. Not just sit off to the side and be mad. Out, like you're five years old. Unbelievable. Just, just unbelievable. So if you don't know, you turn permissible. You turn permissible. So, again, with the direction, and if you feel that you're the type of person that don't know enough scriptures to actually give people direction, to the point, then 
mean, you could even be the crossing guard and just make the people stop so that the kid's life can be preserved. That means live your life, right? Let people see God through your life. That's what crossing guards do, right? They just walk out there because you know what they look like. Because you know it's ten thousand dollars fine, you want it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the man don't play about them. Mm. All right, where we at? We're at verse six. Yes, sir. Lord. And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah, that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceedingly glad of the gourd. <laughs> but God prepared a worm when the morning rose the gourd that it withered. And, and it came to pass when the sun did rise that God prepared a behemoth east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted and wished it himself to die, and said, It is better for me to die than to live. When you find yourself in a space where, and, and you're saying out loud, or even in your mind, it's better for me to die than to live, remember this instance and consider. That maybe you did do the will of the Lord, right? He did what God said. Come on. But maybe, like, this other stuff is happening after you did God's will because you left out of it. Mm. All right? Maybe you left out that love. Mm. Right? Because, again, I would say he should be in Nineveh praying with people, praying for people, telling them what to do, giving them some type of the answering questions, something. Multitasking. Yes, God, God is multitasking. Yes, sir. He, he showed mercy upon Nineveh. But then... He beat up Jonah, but showing mercy on Jonah. That's uh, ironic. Yeah. Who are you to get mad? You know what? Mm. I got I got to something, something for you. Get your attention. Hey, that's slick. Cause like, yeah, he he's supposed to be giving it to Nineveh, right? Cause your knowledge is so whatever that you like a hater. So now he gets to get you with the vehement. <laughs> Unbelievable. Man, can can y'all see the love? Can y'all see the love in this? The man got knowledge, mm. and God is showing love, but this cat here, he wants the death penalty. Then he turned around, I wish I, it better for me to die than to live. Because mm. God is merciful. And he can self the death penalty. That's what he did. It's better for me to die. Man, he, he need to have a conversation with himself. Like, man. can we talk about this? The death penalty for yourself? I said it's myself to life. The right kind of life. Man, how? This, man, look, I I, I can't even speak good. I'm lost in my own lesson, man. Let's, let's read okay. some more. Oh, Verse my nine. God. Yes, sir. And God said to Jonah, do it not well to be angry for the good? Mm. And he said, I do well to be angry, even unto death. And he's going to say, yeah, I'd rather die to the one who killed you. He ain't playing. Somebody said that attitude. Somebody said that attitude. Yeah, he's dead for real with man. it. Uh-huh. Man, God loves you so much that he'll kill you. Mm. Maybe you should step right. Hey, what's up? Sister Alicia said there's no love too busy competing. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> hey, uh, Alicia, Jonah's arms are too short to box with God. Man, he can't even box with this gourd. <laughs> Verse 10. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd for, the, for which thou hast not labor. Wow. And that's that's something there. Wow. That, that the Lord created all people. And you're going to have pity on something that, that you had nothing to do with. You had nothing to do with these people either. But you like anger and actively angry. Man, go ahead, man. Finish this. Get us out of here. Thou hast had pity on the Lord, for the which thou hast not labored. Neither made it grow, which came up to, came up in the night and perished in the night. Mm. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score, that is 60,000 persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? Yes, sir. And, and I, I got so back six score, score is 20, that's 120,000 people. Six score? Yes, sir. Man. So that, that's a lot of people that you're just willing to sacrifice like that. A lot has to happen for the Lord to sacrifice the city, like Sodom and Gomorrah, or when he drowned the whole world, and you just willing to just, man, whatever. After they repented, you're still mad. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm, so, I'm thankful for you getting me out of that book because I was really getting depressed. Let's go back to the New Testament. Let's go back to the Apostle Paul because I need him to show us some love again. Because I don't, I don't get it. I'm with the sister on here. Like, I'm perplexed. I'm, I'm perplexed. Man. So, and, and 
as we turned there, I, everybody noticed and recognized that after the Lord corrected Jonah, the book ended. He said, you ain't got no right to be mad. You need to be showing love. And then that's it. But don't say what happened after that. So that's all. It, it, what I see is what is being presented to us is the heart of Jonah and the Lord trying to get it right to show us how our hearts should be. And so everything else not really important. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Sir. Yes, sir. Sister brothers, you're tuned in to the Bomb of Gilead Bible Radio Show. And tonight's subject matter is love versus knowledge. Hashtag Don't forget to share. Go back and really repeat this lesson and look at it again and get the full depth of your God. And it's going to get deep right here, but not because I'm getting deep. The Apostle Paul is going to get deep with us. You all ready for these lyricism? Right now, here in Acts 17, Paul was preaching the gospel yes. to some, uh, some local Jews in the city he was preaching in. They stirred up the people of the city, right. and he went to another city. When he got there, the same Jews went to the second city, mm-hmm. stirred up the people again, mm-hmm. and the brethren got Paul out the way, right? And so we're going to pick it up at, as he's leaving this second city and uh, kind of just watch his approach. See, again, if we can look at Paul and his ministry, see if we can see the love of Christ. Mm. Right? So Acts 17, let's yes. do verse 14. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go as they were to the sea. Yeah. The Silas and Timotheus abode their field. Mm-hmm. And they that conducted Paul brought him unto Athens and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timothy for to come to him with all speed, they departed. I wonder why he wanted them to hurry up. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city holy given to idolatry. Yes, sir. So real quick. As a person that studies history, Athens is a big deal in the first century A.D. It was a culture city, a lot of schools in there. It was proud of its history. Like one of those places like New York City where it's like a lot of universities and different kind of learnings there. A place like Oxford, you know what I'm saying, to our uh, family that's in uh, England over there. So even at this point in time, Athens is still the religious center right. of Greece. Right. Right. So it kind of puts you in that mind of what he's walking into, why he's so worried about the city giving idolatry. Yes. All right. Verse 17. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons mm-hmm. and in the market daily with them that met with him. So he's not talking to does anybody. Now, remember, this is a coastal city. He's meeting with devout persons, mm-hmm. the people who devoted to this game. They yes. devout that life. That's what he's talking to. In the Greek, this means this. In the Greek, this means that. In the Greek, in the Greek, in the Greek, in the Greek. Then, then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? Others, some, he seemed to be a setter for the strange God. I've been called a babbler before. Go ahead. Me too. Mm-hmm. Because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Yes, sir. And they took him and brought him up to Ariopolis. So, so hold on. So I just want everybody to kind of walk us, walk with us there. So we in Athens, the the religious center, yes. and now his argument is so compelling that now he's been invited to like the middle of the city. Yes. So you think in New York City now we at Times Square? Times Square, baby. Where all the important stuff happened, right? Times so your favorite R&B and rap videos shot there. Times Square is where it goes down. All right, so Areopagus, go ahead. And they took him up to Areopagus and brought him up to Areopagus. Oh, sorry, let's go to uh, first my thing. Yes, we have this. Oh, okay, go ahead. Pardon me. And they took him and brought him up to Areopagus, saying, mm-hmm. May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. Yes, sir. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. Right, uh, why? Mm. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time and nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Okay, then fine. Whatever crowd I've got, I'll take that. Go ahead. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill, Times Square, mm-hmm. and said, you men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. So we're in the religious center, we're in the center of the city, yes. and then Mars Hill is like that one corner that yes. they was on playing the piano on that one video that you like so much, Times Square. But yes. they like in the center of the center of the center. Yeah. Right? And then he started talking about being superstitious, right? Superstition just means that you that you believe consequences are caused by random stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like a, a level deeper than paganism. 
Mm. Because a pagan can still go about his day. Right. Like if you're superstitious, then you can't step on the crack. Then you break him on the back. Ow. Okay, so that's what we're talking about here. Him calling them superstitious. Yeah. It's not really calling them out their name. Right, and it's important because that's what we're looking at the love versus the knowledge. Right. Go ahead. For I passed by in verse 23. Yes, sir. And beheld your devotion. I found an altar with this inscription. So, right now, he's talking about his observation. Yes. Right? Remember, religious capital. Right, the Bible said it's given idolatry. His superstitious comment, though, is quickly followed up by a recognition that these people are devoted. Right, and I'd like for us to just sit on that for a second and recognize that other people in the earth are devoted to what they do. Yes, it doesn't mean you have to agree with it or that you have to subscribe to it, but understand just like you fast and you pray and you show up seven times a year, three times a year, come on, these other people devoted too. So, again, how dare we be disrespectful of that just because we know they're going the wrong way, right? If that what Paul did, we're going to find out. After he said they're superstitious, then he recognized their devotion. What happened next? For I passed by and beheld your devotion. I found an altar with this description to the unknown God uh-huh. whom, you, whom you ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. So this acknowledgment by the apostle serves as his open door. And I think we would do well to recognize that. That when you see a house wholly given to idolatry, come on, come on. Look for the open door. Because when you say we got all these gods everywhere, but you know what? We might have missed hmm. the one that we don't know about. Let's let's give him a spot right here. Right? That's what they did. They designated a spot for the true living. Right. And Paul recognized that because he's not so thirsty to teach them. Even though he, they give an idolatry, he observed first their devotion. Yeah. They say, y'all so devoted, that's all even left my God a spot. You know, that dude right there, that's the one I'm talking to you about. So you think Paul said, you need devotion. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. No, <laughs> I don't think so at all. But but the recognition of devotion, yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, what verse is that? Yeah, verse 24, brother. Uh, yes, sir. God. Now, this is Paul talking. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Before you read that, recognize that these people are reaching for God. Yes. That's what that means when they set aside a spot for the unknown God. They're reaching for God, mm. just like these people going the wrong way. That's why when you hit the horn the first time, they keep going. Yeah. Because, like, they think they're doing the right thing. They're reaching for God. Right? So now Paul is going to meet them where they reach. Go ahead. 24. God that made the world mm. and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, well, it's not in temples made with hands. So he's going to inclusion now, right? He didn't say, you, 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 you bogus, you're wrong, you're wrong. He started talking about the, this guy that I'm presenting to you that you already set aside spot for. Right, right. He created everything. What else did he do? Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything. Yes. Seeing he giveth to all life yes. and breath in all things. Yes, sir. And has made of one blood all nations of men. Here we go. But to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the time before appointed mm-hmm. and the bounds of their habitation. Those pronouns in there. It say one blood of it says and have made of one blood all nations right. of men and the bounds of their habitation. Mm. Right? So this ain't just a us versus them, the salvation of the Jews. No, no, like, no, no, no. It is, but no, no, no. Everybody the Lord is trying to say. That's why he lets you set the space for him. Yeah. So that I would have a spot to come in and holler at you. Holler. Go ahead, please. 27. <laughs> that they should seek the Lord. If happily, they might feel after him. Because mm-hmm. you said that they were preachers. Yes, sir. Yes, that sir. they may feel after him. Though he be not far from every one of us. Right. From every one of us. Not from every one of y'all. All right. Go ahead. Now, he's about to get deep now. Here you go. Everybody pay attention. Read it slow, please, for us. For in him mm-hmm. we live. Yes, sir. And more, and have our being. Live and what? We, for in him we live mm-hmm. and move. Yes, sir. And have our being. Mm-hmm. Now, before he reads the rest of this, I want everybody to take two seconds and think about which prophet said that. Mm. Is that Moses wrote that? Mm. Is, that, is it Booker Enoch? Who wrote that? Okay, time up. Go ahead. As certain also of your own poets have said. What? Your poets have said. As who poets? My poets? You my David? Your poets. He's talking to the people in Athens. He yes. said, as some of your poets have said. 
That's deep. Mm. What else does the poet say? For we are also his offspring. Yeah, he's quoting from a poet of their time to try to be relatable yes. to them. And I bring that up and I slow down and I point that out because on my Facebook page tomorrow, I might one day put up one of the greatest poets of my time, right, and hoping that I can relate to some of the people who went through the same struggle that I went through, right? And matter of fact, um, we got to, let's go to Psalm 13. Hold your finger right there. Let's go to Psalm 13 real quick so I can quote a poet to you, right? The line that I put up is, um, oh, I didn't write it down. Let's see. There goes, um, somebody help me. Tell me where I go from here. Because even thugs cry, but do the Lord care. Now read Psalms 13 and 1, please. How long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? Will the Lord forget you forever? Is that David? Man. A Psalm of David asking, is the Lord going to forget him forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? Mm -hmm. How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart, David? Yes, sir. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? That, and that's it. We can go back to Acts 17. I just wanted to point that out. Like, that's what Paul is doing here. He's using something that's relatable from the time period. Because you go search the internet, you're not going to find this whole quote. This comes from a place. Yeah. And it's like in fragments. But it's, it was relevant and it was effective because everybody who heard it knew what he was talking about. And, and he was able to say, again, to this unknown God, right. like, yeah, yo, poets, yeah, that they talking about this unknown God that I'm presenting to you, mm. his name to you. Right? So that's that, that's that um, uh, wise serpent. Man. That's pretty wise. Pretty wise. Wow. Sometimes in love, you got to meet people where they where are. they are. Right? And you got to know what goes for what. Do you need to apply knowledge to this situation? Mm. Or do you need to come in love, create a community atmosphere first? God met Abraham where he was. Mm-hmm. And don't don't get this wrong. I didn't say that, you know, um, take the stuff they say and say that's Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. Because I know we get that confused in the 21st century mm-hmm. where you can quote the Greek and say, he's talking about Christ. Like, no, 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 no. Tupac was talking about does the Lord care. Whoever Lord he was talking about, mm-hmm. my point is that King David felt the same way. Wow. So if you're a righteous man, you're a holy person, you're trying to do right, right. and you still think the Lord don't care about you, you're not alone. Tupac said it, King David said it. There's nothing new under the sun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. What verse we have? What we have? We left off that song. We had Acts now. Back in Acts 17? Yes, sir. What's that? Verse 30? We have 30 now. Yes, sir. Go ahead. At the time of this ignorance, God waked that. I I think we, we, I don't think we finished 29. 29? Back to 29. I started to talk. Mm -hmm. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead it's like a gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. And that was important for us to read that part because, again, Paul said we. And Paul is a Pharisee. You know good and well he know that the Lord can't be compared to silver and gold. That's Ten Commandments, Paul. That's the first thing you learn, right? So why he sitting here talking about we? Because that's how, that's how you get people to understand if you don't alienate them, you include them. I like that, bro. So just like they can't compare, he's not supposed to either. So might as well throw me in there because none of us supposed to do it. Right now we can go uh, to the next one. At the time of this ignorance, God winked that. Mm-hmm. But now commanded all men everywhere to repent. God commanded the pagans to repent. Man. But now God commanded all men everywhere to repent. All the Gentiles. I'm sorry, I'm hard again. I'm upset. All men. Uh. But God so loved the world. Yes, sir. And that's why Paul inserted himself there, because all men everywhere need to repent. We got one more verse. Because he has appointed a day in which he would judge the world in righteousness now by that man whom he has ordained. Well, he has given assurance unto all men in that he has raised him from the dead. And so just to recap what we just went through, right, we just witnessed that God's love is so powerful, he forgave the first murder. I ain't going to say he forgave him. He set the mark on him so that you can't do nothing to him. Right? That's the love he showed him. We just witnessed a prophet, a guy who had knowledge of God, use his knowledge to hate other people, to wish for them to go into destruction. And then finally, we saw the apostle of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 
approach unbelievers in love, create a community. And if you don't know Paul's reputation and what he did as far as the word of God concerning, concerning the kingdom, then you want to go research that because he did big things. And, and just what we read, we can see why now. He used all kind of tools to be effective. Just like now, we got about four cameras in our face trying to do it big for the Lord. Same difference in Jesus' name. Shout out, Brother Julius, Will, and the elder, everybody getting this bomb really that thing going. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Uh, what a let everybody know, Brother Odot, thank you for that wonderful message, Brother. Mm-hmm. And Sister Brother, go back, share, post, Sisters and Brothers. Post. And before we leave, get off the air. Israel of God has a wonderful, two wonderful resources for you. The first one is this book, The Four Winds of Heaven, written by the Israel of God. It deals with the analysis of born again. It deals with biblical prophecy, past, present, and future. deals with the coming. One World Global Government, Sisters and Brothers, you need to get this resource ordered. Oh, yeah. It's being eaten up in Europe like wild being sold, like wildfire. Then our other resource is Black History, told by the prophets of the Bible. Your history, world history, biblical history, Sisters and Brothers, backed up by history. So, Sisters and Brothers, join us again on another episode of the Bomb of Gilead. Join us. Every Wednesday for question and answer, uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Time for a question and answer. Join us here for the Bomb and Gideon Bobby Radio Show. Join us Friday night, IOT, Friday night prayer service, beginning at 7.30 to 9. And our weekly Sabbath service, beginning at 12 p.m. Central Time. We love you. we got something heavy for you next week. Don't miss the Bomb and Gideon. Okay, right
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.